following program is pre-recorded. Live from, from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. Well, June, as people come to uh, end-of-life decisions that they have to make uh, as they consider their own end-of-life or maybe someone they care about, uh, often the question comes up as far as whether we're, we're going to be on the side of uh, sanctity, sanctity of life or quality of life. Sometimes it's quantity versus quality. Uh, so hmm. how do we sort through some of those issues? I'll be candid many times. Uh, in my life, um, periodically, I've been brought into that as an issue when um, there is someone who is facing death. At, and um, so, actually, I remember very specifically doing something in our keys. Um, I put it under euthanasia, and yet um, <clears throat> in the characteristics, um, we deal with the, the, the very thing you just asked. Um, on one side of the equation are those enthusiastically supporting what we can call euthanasia. Um, it, the EU is good in Greek, and then Euthanasia deals with death. It's uh, it's some some people call it mercy killing, Um, but on the other side are those avidly opposing euthanasia, and caught in the middle are those who don't know what to think about it. Now, according to the Bible, what we allow ourselves to think makes a monumental difference, especially about the sanctity of life. So let me see if I can um, contrast the two. Um, By the way, we all would like to have the best quality of life, every one of us. (laughs) Now, um, there are things that I could do uh, when I could uh, be on the varsity, volleyball, varsity, uh, basketball teams. Uh, I can't do that today. (laughs) Um, First, I'm not tuned, and I'm not doing that kind of, of exercise, but um, I think it's, it's imperative if we're talking about what do we value, um, and the Bible says, well, let, let, me, let me do several comments. A person could say, my life is not worth living without my health. Uh, when you've lost your health, you've lost everything. That's focusing on quality of life. Uh, Sanctity of life, in contrast, would say, because I have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, God tells me I have all I need for my life. And this is based on 2 Peter 1. I love this scripture. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. In other words, it's Christ's divine power has given us everything we need to live a godly life. And it says that through these, um, what what he has enabled us to do, uh, he has given this great 
and precious promise so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. Now that's huge. Jeff, you and I, because when we humbled our hearts and received Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, Hmm. um, we received Christ. Uh, The Bible says it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we have His divine nature and we escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. In other words, we have Christ who is our overcomer to keep us from being defeated in areas of our lives. So if you look at quality of life, oh, I'm I'm just a drain on my family's finances. Hmm. Everyone would be better off if I died. Well, instead of, and that's somebody who's losing their quality of life. The sanctity of life, in contrast, would say, God promises to meet all my financial needs. And that is true in Philippians 4.19. My God will meet all your needs, not wants, your needs. My God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Those who are looking at quality of life, when it's disappearing, if you will, I can't do anything. I'm not worth anything. Sometimes you'll hear those kinds of words when there's a lessening of the ability of what once we had. Contrast with sanctity of life. I have God-given worth, not because of what I do, but because I am the person created in the image of God. And this is actually Galatians 1.26. God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Man means male and female. Uh, or I'm so embarrassed over my condition that I've lost all my self-respect. Um, no. Um, if you look at sanctity of life, My self-respect comes through focusing not on my outward condition, but on Christ living in me to make me right in God's sight. And 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, We do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. What does the Bible say about anxiety, abuse, or grief? Does the Bible really say anything about addiction, boundaries, or dealing with difficult people? As June Hunt has often said, there really are biblical solutions to all of life's struggles. We are excited to let you know about the newest and most comprehensive resource from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart, the Care and Counsel Library. Developed over a span of 35 years with the help of pastors, counselors, and ministry leaders, the Care and Counsel Library is a 50-topic, 10-volume set of books which provide clear answers from God's Word on real-life issues. This is a must-have resource for anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom. And right now, you can save 25% when you get the whole set. Check out the Care and Counsel Library today at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, 
in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have any questions or concerns about the topics that we bring up here on the program, just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd like to talk with you about whatever it is you're dealing with in life, and if you'd like some resources recommended, they'll be happy to do that and maybe find a uh, resource on our website that you can take a look at, download, and uh, even print out for yourself if you'd like. Just a couple of pages of our quick reference guides. If you'd like the kind of the fuller treatment, the the full study on any of those um, various topics that we have there, they're, they're called our Keys for Living, and they can get those to you pretty quickly. Just send those through the mail, so order them uh, through customer support if you'd like to receive those materials. Let me recommend the, the Keys for Living that June was just talking about on the topic of euthanasia. It's called The Myth of Mercy Killing, and that's available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. You can also email them at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Well, let's get to our caller for tonight. We have a listener in California listening to KKLA. We welcome James. Hello, James. Welcome to Hope. Hi, June. Nice to talk to you. Good to talk with you. How can we help you? Well, June, um, I just had a... Um, um, I'll try not to get too emotional, but, I mean, for me, it's one of the hardest things I've ever gone through in my life. Um, you know, I've been married for five years, got married to a beautiful lady, and... Um, uh, it seemed like all the pieces were falling into place. Uh, um, how we met and everything, uh, I mean, um, it seemed like the Lord just brought it all together and everything mm-hmm. was fitting and falling into place. And, uh, you know, uh, last Saturday, uh, see, it's going on two weeks now. Um, she had a, um, a bad aneurysm. Oh. Stroke and, yeah, so just completely changed the, um, our world, uh, my world, and it's been hard to deal with and cope with, uh, you know. Yes. And you said it was only two weeks ago that she had a stroke, an aneurysm. Yes. And so what have the doctors said, or, um, or what kind of doctors are involved in her care? <sighs> you know, Juna. You know, um, when I met the doctor in the, uh, the ER, you know, 
um, he basically told me that uh, um, we had to put her on life support. She had, uh, she's very sick. Um, it was a, a pretty uh, serious brain bleed. Uh, at that point, they didn't know she also had a stroke. But at this point, it was just an aneurysm. So they had to put her on life support. And they asked me if I wanted to um, um, continue a few. If I wanted to continue on life support, I would have signed papers. Or if I wanted to let her go now, uh, we wouldn't fault you at all. saying is according to what the doctor said that there could be surgery and there could be improvement is that what you're they, saying yeah, well yeah they, they uh, that was the only option was surgery to relieve the pressure for the blood bleed in the brain it could only take so much um, I wish I could have gotten there earlier you know we were actually at a uh, a church breakfast picnic, uh, I mean, uh, a breakfast uh, at a church for uh, married couples. Uh -huh. I wanted to dedicate, yeah, June, I was trying to dedicate this time to get closer to her, to love her more, to appreciate her more, um, and just to spend some quality time with her because she's a nurse, you know, and I'm working oh, during the day. Oh, she's a nurse. And, yeah, and mm -hmm. um, I just, you know, we uh, our schedules, you know, we wanted to have a baby too, but I think our our, our, our careers, her coming um, to the United States from Saudi Arabia, I'm kind of jumping all over the place here, but, you know, we met on a Christian dating site, you know, we talked every day for like six months. Mm. Um, I, don't, I don't recommend this. <laughs> uh -huh. You know, but I mean, we talked every day for six months, video chat. She was working in Saudi Arabia for uh, about 15 years and she was divorced and a Christian, a, a, a beautiful Christian, living a Christian life, uh, in the Lord as a nurse in Saudi Arabia. We met and talked for six months. She just so happened to have an auntie in San Francisco. And uh, um, that was going, uh, I know in her 90s, going senile. So I got a chance uh, to, uh, you know, she came and visited me. And long story short, on that one, we got, you know, uh, she went back to San Francisco. She came back here and we got married and, Textbook. I mean, what a beautiful thing, you know. And mm. so this, this, so this happened. You know, wow, can't believe it. Wow. Bought a home. So like, really, uh, it's going to be a tough thing. But I'm trying to, uh, you know, if I have to spend yes. my last penny, you know, to make uh, to bring, make her happy. But I'm torn between, I'm torn between, you know. Now they're giving me different options. Um, you know. Um, She's still in a coma. It's been two weeks now, you know, uh, and, you know, if there's no quality of life there, like what you were saying you had mentioned, uh, there's still an option of uh, just letting her go peacefully before, you know, if there's no hope of, a, 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 you know, um, if she's going to be a vegetable or like, uh, you know, I, I don't think I can go on with that, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So what you've said is there could be surgery to relieve the pressure of the brain it did that? bleed. Yes. Uh huh. Now, they, they 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 haven't done that yet. Is that correct? Oh, they did that. Oh no, they, no, they did, did that. that. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and, her, uh, she's, st- she's still in a coma, mm-hmm, in critical okay. condition. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to see her in that condition, but, I mean, she's on life support, um, and she hasn't woken up uh, uh, up till now, June. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody's praying for her. It's, yes. It's, uh, I may have to face another decision uh, whether to keep her. Give her some more time, which I'm hoping that if there's any kind of if any any kind of uh, um, progress, you know. But she don't just nothing there. What am I? You know, I'm torn, uh, kind of like I have to make another decision to cut life support. You know. Well, when we think about um, the brain, um, or I'll, I'll let me just present something that's um, a bit unique. There are three different terms used to define physical death. There is cognitive death. That's a condition of the body where uh, only part of the brain, the cortex, is destroyed. Awareness of oneself and the environment are lost. Um, yeah. And this would be a persistent uh, vegetative state. And, uh, and the body can live for years with this. The brain death is a condition of the body where no part of the brain functions. The brain stem and the cortex are dead. And the body is... Uh, well, the, the body could be maintained artificially only for a short period of time, and then the heart stops. And then um, clinical death is a condition when the, where the body, um, well, it, this is where the, the heart stops beating, breathing stops, blood pressure drops below measurable levels, and uh, the body temperature drops. The body is legally dead, and a death certificate is issued. And so, the the two um, the brain death is only just a matter of time, and then there will be clinical death. And obviously, she is um, being maintained at this point. And what you don't know. Is is it possible that her condition can genuinely improve? Yeah. Um, and this is where you can be dependent on a trustworthy medical doctor based on what there obviously are. Uh, that they, those who are specialists uh, with brain anatomy, they can communicate. Is you know what? What are her chances? What what is positive 
um, as a, a potential based on uh, what they ec these experts would know. Now, does that make sense? Why I'm saying that? Sure, it sure okay. does, June. Uh, exactly because uh, you know the part of the stroke that uh, it uh, affected was her cognitive uh, lobe area there on the right side that affects her not only her, I guess her left side, but that cognitive part of her brain, and that's what we're very, very concerned about, whether she's going to gain consciousness enough to know she is, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is where, obviously, you don't know, because there are those who who will have a stroke, and um, still their lives have... Um, or, or, or productive, not not that there can't be change, but um, one of the most precious people I know um, has lived years and only died um, after many many years following what you are describing that your your wife has gone through, but the. But um, the the value of this man's life has been just precious. He was a minister of music um, and so impactful in uh, actually my brother's life, my life, and my two younger sisters. Um, and, you know, um, yet there were things that... He could not continue to do, but there were many things that he was able to do later. And oh, wow. that, that is where, and everyone had, I mean, good night, the, the, the value of his life in spite of the stroke uh, was, was huge. And so wow. I, I, hear, I hear your heart. I would want that for your wife and you want that for your wife um, because you understand she has a preciousness about her and just the impact on you because I can hear it in your voice so l let's come back and see what um, we, we can look at what the word of God says do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. 
we are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. If you have any questions about uh, tonight's topics or any number of topics, we have over 100 of our keys for living to help you address your situation. Just call our customer support team, 800-488-HOPE is the number, anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And they know that we all face challenges, big and small, in our daily lives, but the uh, customer support team can be a valuable resource in a time of uh, just trying to sort through some of those things, and they'd be happy to help you and recommend some resources for you. Their number, again, 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Also, take a look at our website if you'd like to find all of our resources there. It's uh, the Keys for Living are there. Also, our our Lifeline to Hope online training, which will uh, get you in touch with kind of a church-wide ministry, a training program, if you'd like to do that. It's been a helpful tool for pastors and churches looking to start or grow a care ministry in their church, as well as uh, June's biblical resources, their Bible studies, other books. Everything is there at uh, hopefortheheart.org slash store. Let's return to our conversation now with James. Well, James, um, first of all, uh, tell me about your wife. Um, What drew you to her? June, um, you know, believe it or not, you know, we met on a Christian dating site, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Christian dating for free, and uh, um, out of all the sites, I I couldn't believe it. I was really actually um, um, giving up, you know, uh, you know. I've been living a a really close relationship with the Lord and wanting to find somebody, that, uh, you know, a mate, find, you know, a Christian wife. And um, I met her, um, and, and, you know, her profile picture was like a patient on a bed in a hospital setting and uh, Jesus Christ reaching out to the patient with the nurse standing there and, you know, watching mm. uh, this this uh, engagement, uh, this, you know, going down, and mm-hmm. I said, wow, this person must be a really loving, caring kind of person. Mm-hmm. See your picture? Uh, you know, just that, 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 just that one that, you know, about Jesus Christ in the hospital room tending to a patient, and, yes. uh, you know, that job that drew me to her, and, you know, she finally reached out to me, and, and we fell in love. Yeah. Oh, how precious. And that was just five years ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you value her 
What what has she added to your life? You know, June, I always wanted a, a, a woman, I mean, that, you know, wasn't, I wasn't, my main attraction to her wasn't just her outward beauty, but her inner beauty. Um, and she just seemed like a woman that she knew what she wanted, and she wanted a relationship with somebody that, you know, that was a Christian, that had integrity, and, uh, you know, uh, she could see that was uh, someone that really genuinely loved the Lord, you know, and mm. I'll never forget. I'll never forget Jim when I, when she came and visited me, uh, uh, like a few days before um, Thanksgiving, November. Uh-huh. Uh, when she came and visited me, uh, you know, when I saw her at the airport, you know, she looked at me and said, "Is this guy really gonna? Is he gonna accept me for the way I look or who I am?" and I just, I gave her a good warm smile when I first saw her, June, and she, um, she said, she must have felt a confirmation that I really loved her. She said, she said, you got me for the rest of your life. My heart is yours now, you know. Mm. That really touched my heart, heart June. My heart is yours, Yeah. That's precious, especially since she was a godly woman. And it sounds like you um, you had so much in common in terms of the values that are clearly biblical values. Is that what you learned? So, well, there are times when we... All of us, we face a decision, and we don't know what the ultimate outcome will be. But what I could tell you is when we have a a decision to make that involves the value of the sanctity of life, um, we, we want to seek God's perspective, uh, not just on quality of life, but on sanctity of life. And as I say that, I'm going to immediately, something popped into my mind, and um, I'm going to share this with you. I know this is going to be rather unusual. Uh, My mother was uh, diagnosed with a terminal illness. It was cancer, um, liver cancer, and she had never smoked. Uh, She wasn't a drinker. She didn't drink. And so nevertheless, she had liver cancer. And I just remember, I'm going to tell you a few things that were very, well, I'm going to tell you probably the most unusual thing. And that was one day I received a phone call and uh, she had an assistant, um, uh, like a, a secretary, and she said, June, uh, your mother's, um, let me see if I, I'm going to get this right. Um, oh, yes. Uh, her, this is unusual now, her, her rectum has come out on the outside. I said, what do you mean? She said, well, 
all I can, and, and the secretary did not know what to do. I said, I'll be right there. I raced from my office, um, and an ambulance was there, and I remember riding in the ambulance, and I was holding her hand, and she just had this loving look, and I said, Mom, uh, are you okay? And I never heard of a rectum coming out. Now, it still was attached to her, but uh, what had happened was, and I learned this, that it was because of when you have liver cancer, your liver needs to be um, uh, cleaned, cleansed, and therefore enemas. There are enemies, enemas that are given. And um, I think it was because of that that therefore somehow the rectum was more on the outside and and um, I'd never, I never it was it was bizarre to me because I'd never heard of anything like this but I remember holding her hand and I thought this is so precious I love holding my mom's hand like this and it's not that I didn't hold her hand at other times but I just stayed with her all the way until we got to the uh, to, to the doctor's area, meaning I walked with her on this, there was this gurney that was there, and, and I just remember thinking how odd that here's something that is very, uh, totally weird to talk about a rectum being out, meaning on the outside, not on the inside of a being, uh, but but I said, but this is precious. This is precious, and I get to be with my mom, and walk with her each step of the way. And all the doctor did is he just pushed it back in. And I thought, well, that's I wouldn't have known to have done that. And he that's when he explained it's because she's been having that needed the 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 uh, enemas. And I remember at different times, um, I remember getting also a call. I said, how's mom doing? And um, somebody said, oh, oh, she's doing fine. Oh, wait, Mrs. Hunt, wait. And so, and I thought, so I, I was driving, and so I turned immediately, and she had not been asleep for three days. And I'm trying to remember why that was the case. And yet she needed sleep. And so when I got there, a nurse said, just kick off your shoes and get in bed with her. And I, I was fully clothed, and I, I did. And, and, um, and I put her, and I, I, I started singing to her. And I sang, what a friend we have in Jesus. I sang, I just started singing. And then I sang, five foot two, eyes of blue, oh, what those five feet can do. You know, just a few songs like that. But what she did, she put her head on um, my shoulder. And as I sang, she, and, and at the, oh, and she, at that point, was not able to speak. And I remember then she started mouthing the words with me. And she started, it's like she was singing with me. She, she didn't verbally, but she just kept looking up at me with doe-like eyes. And I just kept holding her. And it was, it was such a blessing to me 
that it's only because she couldn't do normally, she would be the one reaching out to others, probably like your wife. You know, your wife was the one to be the caregiver. Well, uh, in this case, um, I, I, I would not have traded those that last year of her life um, for anything. And I remember even my sister ended up saying, you know, this was the best year of mother's life. And I thought, How, why would she say that? But because the, of my sister needing to give to her instead of my mom giving to, to my sister, um, I thought, isn't that interesting? Because they had a bit of a struggle being close, and I couldn't understand that because I adored my mom. And I, what I'm saying is sometimes the, the way we can reach out to a loved one that we're endeared to is priceless. It, 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 is a, it is a gift from God to us. Now, does this make sense? It does, June. Uh, I'm hoping some of it, like, man, so precious uh, to hear you say that, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm you know, um, feeling kind of the same way, like, uh, how you feel, you know, like, I just came back from the hospital uh, before I came back home to uh, speak with you, and, you know, I was singing songs to her, uh, uh, asking her to, you know, please remember, you know, uh, who you are, and... Yes. It was precious. Well, it was precious. Well, you know, even just that you said <laughs> that you were singing songs to her, um, you, you know that the hearing is the last sense to go. So they I can heard about hear. That, yeah. In fact, multiple. I, I asked, well, Mother said to me uh, one day, she said, you know, uh, I heard many conversations that went on and you all were not aware that I could hear and uh, I was very surprised because I know that many times people are not aware that a person who is is challenged physically they they can hear and we have we need to be so aware of that but I love that part. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? 
Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at one 800 917 We'll protect your privacy, and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and then we'll get back to our caller in a moment. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. We want to recommend uh, one of our keys for living tonight as we uh, go through this program, and we've uh, brought up certain issues here. We'd like to let you know about the keys for living on caregiving called a blessing, not a burden. And a customer support can help you with that if it would help you in a situation that you're in. Also, I want to remind you of the book that June has written, um, not necessarily related to uh, tonight's uh, caller, but uh, just as you care for someone, maybe they're in this situation and you would uh, be helped by the book called Caring for a Loved One with Cancer. And uh, they would uh, be able to get that in your hands, the Keys for Living uh, as well. That's uh, calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. Now, if you'd like to speak with June about something going on in your life, you'd like some insight on that and let's see what God's Word says about your situation, uh, we'd like to help you to find that. The number to call is 800-917. That's 800-NIGHT-17. And you'll just call, leave a message for us. We'll get back to you as soon as we can to talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800-NIGHT-17, 800 644 well, June, let's get back to our conversation now with James. James, I was wondering, um, I was describing at times giving care to my mom and loving it. Um, have you ever given care? Have you been a caregiver for someone? Um, no, but, you know, uh, June, it was such a blessing to see. Um, uh, I didn't tell you the other side. I think the story of, uh, you know, I, I had mentioned that uh, she had an auntie in San Francisco, uh, San Francisco I think. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. And, um, you know, I helped move her down here to, uh, I live in the Los Angeles area. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, we moved her down from San Francisco. And also my mom is uh, 93, too. And you know, um, she juggled. She juggled. I, I've seen up close. I mean, the caregiving, the dedication, the sacrifice yes. that that woman did for them. So, uh, I mean, not me personally, but I mean, I tried to help as much as I can, and, and you know, in a compassionate way, as much as I could. You know, because you know, women to women, I think makes. 
I don't know, better caregivers. I never was trained in caregiving, but uh, I try to do the best I can to be helpful. Well, years ago, uh, I remember when my mother was in the throes of liver cancer, I thought back on an impressionable, an impressionable time where I had a, a friend. Well, really, I, I was a youth director, and I never will forget um, this man who worked for the Billy Graham organization. Um, he had become a Christian uh, in his late 20s and just a strong, un unbelievably wonderful Christian. He was one of my leaders when I was a youth director. And his wife uh, came down with multiple sclerosis and there was a, a tremendous loss in her ability to uh, do for herself and care or whatever. And I, what I remember um, <clears throat> was calling uh, Jimmy Roberts on the phone. I said, could you talk with me? Um, how have you handled this burden, uh, especially with your wife being bedridden. And so, and this is what he said, Oh, June, she's not a burden. She's a blessing. I'll oh. never forget his words. She's not a burden. Because I said, how have you handled this burden? She's not a burden. She's a blessing. Wow. His perspective, his perspective is what made such a huge impact on me and on others. And as her disease progressed, I watched his wonderful wife um, cope with her losses. There was loss of mobility, loss of speech, loss of independence. With ever, every limiting transition, her caring husband, Jimmy, met every need and wow. <clears throat> um, again he was still working full time and yet um, he hired a couple of seminary students a couple meaning a married couple and um, they took care of her when he would have to be gone and yet with every limiting transition, uh, I can promise you, uh, e even when he had to be out of town, he arranged uh, for excellent care for his bride. And he would okay. call her his bride. And Jimmy yeah. clearly considered her a blessing, not a burden. And then much later, then when uh, I was in my 50s, you know, and for three weeks, Mother was unable to speak. And I here I'm driving home, and, you know, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm needed to get to her. And I just kept thinking, when I made it to her, and I would, I would sing to her or put um, 
when she at that time when she couldn't talk, I, I just remember um, putting her on my shoulder, and she would just look up at me, and I would sing whatever it, I would sing. You know how great thou art in the garden. It is well with my soul. Amazing grace, and and until she was comforted and finally fell asleep and i ju- and i remember not even moving i thought you know i could i could slip away but now i'm just going to stay here and um about six o'clock i left that morning to to go and um get to our ministry hope for the heart but my my memory see was my mother was not a burden she was a blessing and I wouldn't trade anything in the world for those precious times of being able to give to her because she had spent her life giving to others. And it sounds like your wife, whom you've only been married to for five years, but it sounds like as a nurse, when you said she's a nurse, I see, I, I decided long time ago, oh, if I ever... You know, Shirley MacLaine says we're all going to come back as something else. Well, I mean, people come back as a roach or a whatever. I wanted to come back as a nurse. <laughs> because, and, and, um, I'm, I'm not coming back as roaches. And and I don't I don't believe what Shirley MacLaine was saying. I'm just saying, I I love the fact that we can give care to those. And ultimately, it, God is the one who will decide when her heart will give out, if you will, when her heart will stop. Or, I mean, he, he is the author of life and death. In fact, the Bible says in Psalm 139, all the days ordained for us were written in his book before one of them came to be. That means before we were even born, God determined what our last day would be. Isn't that yeah. amazing? It is amazing, June. Uh, I hold on to scriptures like that. Uh, I'm trying to as much as I can. Um, uh, but when I sometimes think of the just the loss of you know uh, the companionship uh, of the company, my uh, our love for each other, man, it's heart wrenching. You know, uh, I know the scriptures are positive. And I got to look at it as a win-win situation. If she comes home and, and is cognizant, uh, that's a win, you know. Uh, yes. If she has to go to be with the Lord, that's definitely a win. If she goes home to be with the Lord, too. But it's going to be a little... Uh, I hope I don't have to face a decision to stop life support. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, the Lord is the one who is your guide. And <clears throat> he says... In Isaiah 46, verse 4, I will be with, I, I will be, let's see, what is it? I, will be, I will be your God through your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you and I will care for you. So he already knows how to care for you as the caregiver right now. And he's the one who when we read trust in the lord with all your heart 
Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. So he's the one who will help you with, and he'll be the one to guide you as to the decision-making. And ultimately, you know, what um, Jesus said, he said, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. So right now you're in the role of Jesus. Uh, Ultimately, caregiving is a calling uh, to model the care of Christ. And he said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve. Amen. Uh, and, And so I think when you look at Matthew 20, verse 28, He's your model. And what I'll do, let me send you our, what we call our keys, uh, keys for living on the topic of caregiving. It's, uh, we're calling it a blessing, not a burden. And, you know, one of the things that I loved is how you described the love that you have for your wife. And view that every time that you are giving care to her, um, you're doing what Jesus modeled. You came, you know, he said, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. So I, I love your heart. I love how you are allowing the Lord to be the one to guide you each step of the way for your decision-making. And um, I'll tell you what, I'll also send you our, our keys on euthanasia. There may be some excellent scriptures that would be helpful for you, so you're going to get both uh, on euthanasia. Not that you're, do- you're not doing euthanasia, but it, there will be a number of scriptures and a lot of questions and answers throughout. And then... The, okay. the keys on caregiving will be a blessing. In fact, what you can do is, as you you could read out loud, like the the uh, keys on caregiving. She she can more than likely hear what you're saying, um, and um, so there. Will, so you could just read it out loud, and I think it could be a blessing to you both. Most of all you can know that the Lord is your Lord and He will guide you each step of the way. We will send our keys for living on caregiving called A Blessing, Not a Burden. Also, Euthanasia, The Myth of Mercy Killing. We send those out to tonight's caller free of charge. We do that because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash hope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.